lie to the haters, they all wanna stay basic You winning everything you do, that's why they hate it They know that you the queen beat and a boss bitch If you on the losing team, go ahead, make the switch Don't act broke, I'll be a floozy, stay tight And make sure you get what you want out of life Girl Speaks Truth with Gemma Stone Hi everyone, this is Girl Speaks Truth and I'm Gemma Stone, your host What's up bitches? I am staring at a bunch of fucking dreary ass rain and thinking depressing thoughts thanks to shitty mother nature today in Texas. I'm more in the sunshine, not this fucking shit, okay? Anyways, so if you didn't listen to the last episode, boo you whore, we talked all about how ratchet bitches need love too and how you have to fix your own issues before you enter the dating world. Well, what if one of those issues is getting over your ex? That's a hard one, for sure, because getting over your ex whatevs is complicated, messy, and full of tears and emotions. Ick. Today, we're talking about how to get over your ex in order to prep yourself for dating again, and I'm giving you an actual step-by-step process for how to do so, plus a formula that I wrote that tells you how long you're allowed to mourn over your quote-unquote loss. Prepping yourself for dating again is a process, as we've discussed last episode. A big part of that step, though, is making sure you're over the last guy who occupied your mind and time. This step calls for a degree on your part of emotional intellect, self-reflection ability, and stopping yourself from being a basic overly whiny bitch. You need to get the fuck over it already, okay? Men, like it or not, are often the root of the problem at this stage of needing to get over said issue. Doesn't even have to be an ex-boyfriend or ex-husband for him to have done some real emotional wrecking ballage with your feelings. Miley says it best. Gotta give it to her. As long as he was the dude you were letting take up mage space in your thoughts, your brain gives zero fucks if you and him were official or not. So when whatever the hell was going on between you two idiots ends, you need to manhandle your thoughts to direct themselves elsewhere. A beach would be nice, somewhere tropical with an open bar would be ideal. And talking about the latest nail art trends or whether or not Kimye is going to be together forever while riveting are not the kind of topics that will cut it at this stage. Your thoughts will fight tooth and nail to get back to missing your ex McDreamy douche lord, partly because they are used to thinking about this guy and analyzing his every interaction with you. You need to curb stomp those bitches. Stat. Because if you want to move along to the next one, you can't be be preoccupied with messy thoughts with lame ass number one. I hope you have the easy route, the one wrapped up with a nice little closure bow set down nicely for you to unwrap and put away in your closet of ex-boyfriends. Then all you need to do is let time do its thing, chicken wang. Distract yourself with friends, HBO marathons, the latest exercise craze, etc. I don't care. Throw all of your energy into these extracurriculars mixed in with daily reminders of the reasons why your ex is your ex for a reason, and that you have a bright, exciting future ahead of you, hopefully. Treat yourself to a new bag or get some teeth or something. Do you, boo? 
regardless of your chosen tactics though. Find some ways to stop thinking about this guy whenever your mind wanders during times of boredom. You're allowed to be sad about what happened between you two. Hell, you can even miss him and miss being in a relationship with someone you care about. Blah, blah, blah. Here's a fucking tissue. Moderation is key here though. And you should only give in to your personal pity party for a small amount of time. Time spent sitting Shiva or whatever needs to be allotted to a specific set date. And you do that by figuring out where you stand on the boyfriend bereavement scale. Never heard of it? Well, I'm popping your bereavement cherry today, bitches. So you'll have zero excuses to wallow in self-pity one second longer than you should from here on out. The BB scale is as follows. If you dated less than a year, first of all, you need to figure out how strong your feelings were for him on a scale of 1 to 10, and then times the months you dated divided by 2 equals how many weeks it should take for you to be over it. So if you were kind of out of love already, let's say you're a 4 on the 1 to 10 scale, and you dated for 8 months, that would put you at a 32, and then half that, which would give you exactly 15.5-ish weeks total before your feelings are gonzo and you're back to the cool bitch i know you can be deep deep down deep 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 down for some if at the end of these 15 weeks you are still drowning in sorrows do everyone who has to be around you a favor and seek professional psychiatric help enough already jesus if you dated one to three years you have eight months to a year tops and an additional wallowing month for good measure if you're like super pathetic and shit. Utilize this time to regain your senses and some semblance of cool because you'll need it out in the dating world. Come back with a renewed lease on life and a spring in your step. Okay, Debbie Downsies? Three years or more. Okay, you've got a year and a half. I know this is a hard one usually to deal with, so just keep in mind it's for your own damn good. Unless they found a way to freeze your uterus from aging during this boyfriend bereavement period, then if not for any other reason, come back to the land of the living for your future children's sake, if not for yourself. Biological clocks stop for no man, honey. Don't get bitch slapped by mother nature too. Ouch. Eventually, you'll realize once again that life is not over, hope is a real feeling, and you'll be able to love again if you so choose. You've given yourself some time to recover, and now it's time to move the fuck on. Being single doesn't mean you fail at life. You used to actually be a cool bitch. Where the hell did that chick go? And focus on finding your way back to that bitch. If you are unable to realize these things, do me a favor and don't ever tell anyone you listen to this podcast because you're going to make me look like a delusional psycho who spends time speaking to women who do the complete opposite of what I'm preaching. And stop listening to me too because it's obviously not something you can relate to or benefit from. As you emerge from your depressing fog, you need to make it a priority to get out with your friends someplace fun on anniversaries, Thursday date nights, i.e. any calendar day that holds any meaningful ties to your ex. If you guys had favorite places to eat or go together, make it your mission to find better places with better people that can slide in to replace the old versions. Fucking hell, you guys. I'm starting to feel like a sack of sad, depressing shit just talking about this shit, and I'm over this topic. Either get it or fucking don't. But I hope someday you're able to look back and chuckle at how lame as fuck you acted during this time as you sit next to your hotter, better, richer hubby 10 years from now or sooner. 
So you might be asking, oh my God, well, how do I know when I'm starting to get over it? What, what are the signs? Signs that you're on the path to being over it would be as follows. One, hearing his name and it not being followed by a wave of nausea and a sinking feeling. Good job, on the right track. Number two, seeing him in person, alone, and not pissing yourself while scream crying. Good times too, cha-ching! You really need to go out on a date and don't think or compare this guy to your ex one time. And I mean actual dinner date in this scenario, not a roll in the hay with some rando. I'm not saying you shouldn't go have a one-night stand if you want to. Just make sure you don't confuse sex with another man as a sign you're officially over your ex. Beware of the dangerous revenge slash depression fuck that you do to somehow stick it to your ex, who won't ever know and doesn't care regardless. Have sex for you and avoid the former option because it'll just make you feel even worse in the long run. When you're back at your place after smashing and dashing and pissed at how awful the guy was in bed and gee, thanks for increasing my number for nothing, you ass fuck, you will retreat further into your bereavement zone hell and just make it harder in the long run for you to heal. So what if you were one of the unlucky ones who had zero closure to your relationship? Well, you're in a totally different battlefield in an even more fucked up war. Whether he ghosted your ass or just refused to tell you why things were over between the two of you, it's irrelevant. You're going to have to create your own closure, which is super easy. Easy as solving world hunger in a 20-minute conversation with your Uber driver drunk. Hopefully it's you drunk, not him. But either way, it's not an easy process. But before you lose your shit, relax, I got you. I'm going to guide you through the steps of erasing this fuckstick from your mind for good. Time to play a game I like to call Reflect, Review, Retract, and Retreat. The four R's. Although I think there's maybe a similar phrase out there that is probs trying to say the same thing as me, mine is better, and you should try it if circumstantially fitting. Usually, unless you're a super weak-minded twat, the end result of the game will be the evacuation of the shady asshole scum left behind by your ex. Layer by layer. Get those magic erasers out, girls. It all depends on how long you were together, feelings, how strong they were, closure or not, etc. It's your best shot at recovery though, so what the hell? Listen up. Step one, reflect. Go over the relationship in your mind, but for once in your life, look at things from his side. Try to stay unbiased and just focus on what actually happened when you guys fought and what would have possibly been going through his head during these times. Maybe you'll wince as you realize that when you whined about him making you guys late for your BFF's rehearsal dinner last summer, it's a possibility that he wasn't actually the one to blame and that he ended up taking care of you that night after one too many Long Island iced teas at the wedding. Or maybe it'll be just the opposite and you'll realize you should have blamed his ass, but instead had blamed yourself when it had nothing to do with your time management skills and everything to do with how poor his were. Step two, review. Next step is all about being honest with yourself and digging deeper into what actually happened or went wrong. Re-examine the main issues you guys had and how you handled situations that went south. It may sting a bit, but you need to really shoot yourself straight. Did you guys really even know each other? Were you ever considerate of his feelings or vice versa? You can get input from friends who knew you two as a couple and factor that into your eval. You may come to realize that you were more infatuated with the idea of him rather than actually him as a person. There's three sides to every story. 
as they say. And this step should be all about the third objective perspective. Step three, retreat, 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 and retract. Retreat from your limp down memory lane and accept the fact that you guys weren't ever going to work and he did not check off all of your boxes. The details become meaningless and you should slowly start to realize that it doesn't even matter what his version of what happened looked like until you come to the inevitable conclusion that you two just weren't right for each other and, more importantly, he wasn't right for you. So whatever happened during whatever period of time you were dating eventually ends up irrelevant and you accept the fact that you don't even need to hear a side of what happened because you don't even care. You retreat and you retract from the relationship and memories, biatch. You should fucking know by now that men are idiots. If you have half an ounce of logic in your brain and you're not psychotic, then eventually all of these steps will result in you getting the fuck over it. Phone a shrink. If not, I don't know what to tell you. So what do you guys think our old friend Kiki would do in this situation? She would do exactly the opposite as recommended. She would instead focus on important things like retracing his strong jawline over and over in her head or going through old screenshots of anything remotely nice he ever said to her that she, Avi, added to her photo album, labeled with his name and 3,000 heart emojis. She would peruse his Facebook, Snapchat, Insta, you name it, for any new selfies or pertinent updates on his life and whereabouts. Even when she sees photos of him and his new girlfriend, she will bravely trudge on in her dedicated efforts to keep his name alive through endless bitching sessions with anyone who will listen anywhere, anytime. Her friends will pull her aside to ask nicely that she cut it the fuck out because the homeboy is a dog and never really even saved her actual name in his phone besides brunette chick from Loki's Grill. And it still flashes to this day when she blows up his phone. She'll get angry and make a scene with a flushed face and flustered attitude. That is, until she gets back to her apartment where she decides to drunkenly, at this point, send him a text saying something to the effect of, I can't believe you treated me like you did. Did you ever even give us a real chance? To which he will send absolutely no reply. Ever. Her explanation, he must have had bad service like he did that one time in Phoenix and never even have gotten it. Oh well, maybe next time. Bye, Keeks. All right, you guys, that about does it for this episode of Hashtag Girl Speaks Truth. Next week, we will talk about how to prepare yourself for dating if your ex isn't your problem and how to just get rid of being a hot mess in general and how to get your shit together. Duh. Um, we'll also talk about warning signs that you don't have your shit together still, even after attempting. We'll talk about what men are attracted to as well from kind of taking a guy's perspective and all this shit that girls care about that guys honestly don't even notice or give a fuck about. Um, So you can start prioritizing and focusing in on what they actually do. All right, bitches. I will see you next time. Holla.